0: What do you do when something starts to feel heavy? Hi, welcome to another conversation here on Business Mindset Mastery. I'm your host, Heather Gray. Thanks so much for joining me today. I'm a mindset and leadership expert. I work with business owners, leaders, and entrepreneurs. You can always find me over at choosetohaveitall.com. And today I wanted to dig a little bit deeper into the word that I think is like the new buzzword for entrepreneurs, at least one of the new buzzwords for entrepreneurs, because you know how us entrepreneurs love buzzwords. And that's the idea of when something feels heavy when we feel burdened by something when it starts to feel more like a chore than it should be when we're struggling um, with motivation i think is a good way to describe it for some people or when we're doing something that lacks inspiration it doesn't feel like it has a point we've lost sight of its purpose but we simply don't enjoy doing it anymore And one of the first things I think, if we're going to have an honest conversation about this, is that it is like most entrepreneurial buzzwords, an overused word that we need to get real about. Because this idea that like do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life, I think we need to call bullshit on it, that any job any business is always going to have tasks and things that we don't particularly enjoy doing. It comes with responsibility. And yes, we can all have laptop lifestyles. We can all live with life freedom, time freedom, financial freedom, but those freedoms come with responsibility. And some of those responsibilities are attached to really unattractive tasks and things we need to do. It's very easy. I think to engage in a conversation where when you're the boss of your business you can build it your way when you're the one in charge you can decide how you're spending your time, do what you do best and delegate the rest and you'll hear me say that because I really do believe it. I think that in large part we can build businesses by design that are more consistent with who we are and how we move through the world when we're in the driver's seat of our own lives and our own businesses but every once in a while a response Responsibility is going to be in front of us, and it just feels heavy, burdensome, annoying, irritating. Fill in whatever word you need in order for this conversation to be a little more applicable to you. And here's the thing I think that the most important thing is when, you know, something initially feels heavy, I think that we have to be careful with giving that heaviness too much oxygen. I think sometimes we as entrepreneurs give entirely too much time and attention to how we're feeling about things. And I grew up working for my dad. He owned a Subway franchise. um, And I spent every Saturday working for him, every school vacation working for him and all summer long working for him. And I don't think he ever like looked at a box of tomatoes that he needed to core for the lunch rush and was like, Oh, this feels so heavy. I'm not sure I want to be doing this. But at the end of the day, he absolutely wanted to be a franchise owner. At the end of the day, he absolutely wanted to, you know, crush the lunch rush. But no, he wasn't going to be spending time to find somebody who coring tomatoes is their like life's passion. I think we have to be a little more realistic with ourselves as business owners and entrepreneurs. And I think we have to take ourselves and our feelings a little less seriously because I do think we tend to over overreact to these things. I think we um, are far too self-indulgent and we need to take it down a notch and look at things from a wider lens. Some of the things that you're encountering when they feel heavy are just going to go in the suck up and deal category. You know, at some point in time in the next couple of weeks, I have to get all of the information together for my accountant for tax purposes. And usually I really love doing it because I have my system, I have my spreadsheets, I love kind and looking at the numbers, This year, it's a little bit differently because we have the sale of our home in Boston on the 2018 books, and then we have the purchase of the new home on the 2018 books, and we haven't had to deal with any of that for like over 10 years now. So it's been just straight cut business expenses and taxes and, you know, nothing that we had to worry about. Now we have to deal with this like new um, income, the the new influx of money, and then the outgoing of said money. Um, I'm not looking forward to it. It feels heavy, but it's also in the suck up and deal category. So one of the things that, you know, I like to tell people is even if you have to suck something up, even if it just has to suck, but it has to be done, you still get to decide how you're going to do it in a way that sets you up for success. And you do get to give yourself permission for it to suck Less So for example, one of the things that I had tried for myself last year is I was like, oh, I'm going to get all my stuff together. I'm going to get all my notes. I'm going to look at all my expenses and the receipts. And I'm just going to go to a cafe and I'm going to bang this thing out. And I got myself organized. I got myself all set. I got into the cafe and I was like, I don't want to be doing this business on public Wi-Fi. This was not my best plan ever. So I shut down the computer, grabbed the coffee to go and finish the task at my house. But now that I've remembered that, I'm going to say, okay, it's a home day when I do taxes. I'm probably going to be in my comfiest clothes. Perhaps I'll have like a DVR sort of saved file of shows I haven't watched so they can run in the background while I do this task and I'll make darn sure I have some yummy coffee in the house because yes, doing taxes suck and yes, it takes a couple of hours to get all of that together but I don't have have to have the whole thing suck. I can turn it into a little bit of a respite, a little bit of something to look forward to if I think about what are the things I care about, what matters to me, what's important to me, and how can I allow those things into my life given that I have to do something that isn't all that fun. Sometimes what I'll do, and I did this recently with my move, is when I packed like usually, you know, the things that are easy to put into boxes. So things that are, you know, like board games and books and things that you don't have to carefully wrap and they just go into the box. I love doing those things. So one of the ways that I set up the pain in the ass thing of packing boxes is for every box I packed that had like pots and pans and lids and things that needed to be carefully kept. The next box I packed was an easy box. So typically what I would do, you know, is load all the easy ones first and get them out of the way. And then what I learned the hard way doing this move the last time was that that left all the pain in the next stuff for last when I was really irritable and out of energy. But I used what I knew. I used my preferences to set myself up for success. And I think a lot of times we fail to do that, that we put things in the suck up and deal category and we just determine because we have to suck it up, they have to suck. And I don't think that's true. I think that we can say, given that I need to do, this, given that it needs my time, what is the best way and the most optimized way I can do this in a way that like sets me up for more success? If I have to do it, how can I make it suck a little bit less? And if we look at tasks with that lens, I think that it's easier to find the positive sunny side of the street. It's easier for um, us to push through because we haven't given the hard part of the task oxygen, and room to expand. How many times when you're managing procrastination have you been like, oh my God, I have to do my taxes. Oh my God, that appointment, is in three weeks. Oh gosh, it's in two weeks. And we put it off and we put it off. So suddenly, whatever task we're looking at, if we're talking about taxes, we're talking about taxes. If we're talking about something else, we're talking about something else. But how many times have you made it worse through procrastination because you've given all the time, all the energy, all of the oxygen to how bad it's going to be and how much it's going to suck. You know, I always joke (laughs) with my husband because um, when we do large, like long car rides, my favorite thing is to get up early, go grab a cup of coffee. You will see when I talk about taking care of myself that coffee is often a leading requirement and I love getting on the road early. I love just being up and you know, where are we going to see the sunrise? How far are we going to be by the time the sun comes up? He is like the exact opposite. For him, he want if he knows he has a long car ride ahead of him, he wants to be able to sleep in. He wants to be able to just take his time, get it like it's going to take a long time, it's going to take as long as it takes. So he's going to get a lot of sleep, he's going to stop and have a good breakfast, and then he's going to get on the road and oh my god, it makes me lose my mind. Because for me, I just want to get on with it. I know it's a long drive, but I'm really looking forward to what's on the other side. So I'm going to do that so oftentimes as a couple we have to compromise and meet somewhere in the middle but that's a really good example of how do you use self-awareness to make something more pleasurable for you to take care of yourself to turn something that's going to be heavy that's going to be burdensome that's going to be intimidating into something that's a little less so Sometimes, though, you are going to be looking at things in your life or people in your life sometimes or tasks in your business or people in your business, and you're going to feel like you're doing those things that suck or interacting with those toxic people who suck on repeat, the thing you always have to do or the way it always goes or the thing that always happens. And we go again into these like black or white thinking of always, never, it's never going to be good. It's always going to suck. And we go into this absolute thinking. And the first thing that I want people to do and to think about is to do a little bit of a fact checking mission. Is it really true? Does it really have to be you? Does it have to be done at this level with this consistency? What is the natural consequence of not doing it? And is there another way? And if you're looking at it and saying, nope, beginning, middle, and end, this is the way it has to be. It brings conversions for my business, X, Y, Z, fill in the reason for why it absolutely has to happen. Then I think you do the same thing. Given that you have to do this task on repeat, given that it's a little unsavory for you how do you set yourself up for doing it but oftentimes with those I have to deal with this person on repeat or I have to do this task on repeat one of the reasons why we convince ourselves it always has to be done is because we don't want to deal with the hassle of making the change how many times do we get stuck using a pro um, like a software program or some sort of piece of tech that like doesn't really meet our needs isn't exactly what we want but we don't want to have to take the time to research something new or learn something new so we stick with the thing that's largely ineffective that drains us that puts us in a bad mood and makes us grumpy rather than looking at what do we need to do to solve the problem i think a lot of times people just kind of bail on that question they don't take responsibility for making the thing that sucks a little more pleasurable so it continues to suck for long Longer, rather than taking that time to problem solve and to say, does it really need to be this way? Because I do think that there's value and importance in easing our suffering, in decreasing our suffering, in telling ourselves we can suffer less. Now, you know, did my dad, when he was running his store, did he give those kinds of things every day? Energy, like, and say, like, how can I make this suck less? Probably not. But he did start. To to think about what can we do differently to make this happen faster? What system can we implement so this part of our day is open so, you know is over with sooner? How do we set this up for success? And when we look at tasks with a critical eye, when we try to become more productive, more efficient, but also too more at ease with ourselves as we do it, I do think new solutions find their way toward us. I do think we find new ways of approaching something, but we have to be willing to sit through the Change process. And I think so often that's the thing that a lot of people sort of hesitate on that they, they don't quite know how they would do it, or they don't know what it'll look like, or it'll involve too many steps. So they don't take action. And then they, you know, at some point in time, then they realize how that's impacted their bottom line. Then they see where they kind of got in their own way, where they played small and they could have gone big. Um, but so often in the moment, We just quickly tell ourselves a story that it has to be this way, or this is the way it just, you know, this is the way it's always been. We just have to keep it going rather than taking a critical eye and looking at that question. And sometimes we're going to be feeling things are heavy. We're going to know they need to go. We're going to know that, you know, we need to make a shift or we need to make a change or something needs to move. And we're going to have to walk ourselves through that process. And so often when I talk to business owners about this, because this is a common thing that people hire me for, this is a common area of my business, working with business owners on things that feel chronically heavy, what usually we find is it felt heavy for a really long time, but the business owners are so afraid of change, or so afraid of a hard conversation, or creating an uncomfortable situation for other people, that they've largely avoided it and pretended it wasn't true. I did that myself with my brick and mortar. I think, you know, I've sort of joked with you guys about my 2013 business that brought in no clients and no business because I was this private brick and mortar, private therapy practice, and I had decided I was gonna go into parent coaching. And it like, I, I didn't make a single dollar from that business. It did not work. Um, but so much about me starting that business was... Uh, sort of an avoidance of what the real issue was, because when I'm really honest with that, it was the beginning of my burnout. It was the beginning of, I don't want to do this anymore, but it makes me a really successful income. And I have all of this time freedom. I get to say when and where in my business. I've largely in the 10 years of doing this business have made myself unemployable. I don't want to go and work for somebody else anymore, but I don't particularly want to be the, doing the work that I've been doing anymore either. And i I remember the the sort of beginnings of those thoughts and I remember the beginning of the anxiety around it and I remember so sort of how quickly I wanted to run away from it. So what I really need you guys to do as you're listening to me have this conversation with you today is, is there anything you're dodging? Is there anything that you're going, oh God, she's talking about that thing and I know exactly what she's talking about. Because yes, like this part of my business, this part of my life really isn't working and hasn't been working for a really long time and I haven't been honest about it. Because oftentimes those things are hard conversations that we don't particularly want to have, that we're not chopping at the bit to have, so we avoid it rather than facing things head on. One of the things that I'm really excited to be talking to you about in the coming episodes is you heard me say at the beginning of the show that you can always find me at choosetohaveitall.com. Pretty soon, that's not even going to be true. You're going to be finding me at a new website with a new URL because I'm I'm expanding more into myself. It's not that, I, you know, when I'm talking to people about it and uh, letting people know that it's coming, I'm not, it's not a pivot. It's not a redirection. I'm not doing anything new, but I do believe with the new name and the new brand, I'm becoming more myself. Um, when I think about making that change and the series of steps, and I'm so looking forward to unpacking it with you guys and telling you the story and doing all of that. so much of it was was, you know, this is what I've been doing anyway. I just never updated my website to tell people that I was doing it. This is how I've been moving through the world for the past year and a half. I just have a website that is representative of who I am, you know, two years ago. And every time I thought about updating my website, it was like, I'm not really good at copy. This isn't particularly my bag. I don't want to like, you know, I don't want to be, you know, distracted. By this, I don't want it on my table. Like, whatever the excuses were, it was a lot of avoidance because there's things about that the tech piece that I didn't quite understand or know. Um, and there's things about like the messaging that gets a little nerve wracking. And there's going to be a lot of change coming in, you know, even if I'm not pivoting, even if I'm still me offering mindset and leadership consultation, if I'm doing it under a new name and under a new brand and all of that, I'm becoming more me, which means. It opens me up to criticism. It opens me up to people's opinions, to feedback that I may not be soliciting. The whole nine. It was so much easier before I made the commitment to do it. Before I went to GoDaddy, I was like, huh, I wonder if that URL is available. Well, why? Yes, it is. And then before I you know, reached out to my web designer to say, hey, I need your help with this. And then before I wrote the copy, because that for me was the hard part. That was the part that when I think about why I didn't do this sooner, why I didn't have this conversation. It was, I don't always feel good about my messaging. I don't always feel like I've gotten it. And then the second piece is, how do you make a change? How do you grow and move into your new version of yourself without leaving people behind? Without leaving people who initially found you, who initially supported you, who initially connected with you, who initially purchased from you? How do you grow more into yourself without hurting other people's feelings. All of that emotion, all of that tough stuff made it so easy to put my website at the bottom of a list because the task felt heavy until I started to do a little bit of an analysis for myself of like, well, what's the cost of not making the change? What's the cost to me and my energy and my emotional well-being to not doing this? How can I lean more into what works and less into what doesn't. How can I move more into myself and be more in alignment with more consistency and more clarity? Because at the end of the day, when we are moving through the world as consistently with ourselves as possible, we're capable of more. So much of personal development kind of makes me want to like pull my hair out because I think it's like the messaging so often is about changing being something different, eradicating problems, not thinking this, not doing that, when in actuality, really good, honest personal development often has to do with becoming more ourselves. And I think that when we look at things that are heavy, we're largely, yes, sometimes it's just going to be the pain in the ass task of doing taxes, but we're largely going to be like, oh, that's not really me anymore. I'm updating my story of myself, and this one. Doesn't quite fit. Like that's not really who I am anymore. That's not what I do. And it can be scary and it can be intimidating. But none of those feelings are reasons not to do it. Because what I'm learning and what I'm experiencing is, you all don't even know the website that's coming. You don't even know like how things are shifting or growing and what's staying and what's going or any of that. The podcast I promise you is staying the same. You will always find me right here with the same name. But you know, all of the rest, it's its a little bit of a gamble. It's a new version of me. And as I, you know, think about it, I haven't even answered all my how-to questions, because there's a lot in this <laughs> that I don't know how to do. Um, I haven't even figured out all of the details that I haven't thought of yet. Like, I know that the basics, like, I probably need to update my Facebook page, and I need to update all of my social media pages, and probably my LinkedIn account. But like, um. And changing over G Suite and like see what happens to me as soon as I start to think about, but what about, but what about, but what about? All of these things immediately start to take up space for me and immediately start to take up oxygen. And it's and it all that does is make it seem heavier. But when I remind myself that at some point in time I didn't even know how to get my own website and now I do to the point where I got myself a second, like so many things, I didn't know how to hire a web designer, now I have one. I was able to just roll this out to her. All of these things at some point in time, I didn't know how to do. I know how to do now. And that is representative of who I am today, and how I move through the world. And when we do that more often, when we're in alignment, when we're consistent with ourselves and how we move through the world, we're way more set up for success. Because if we go back to the box of tomatoes that my my dad, you know, never sort of like gave a second thought to having to core, it was because he was doing exactly what he wanted to be doing in the business he wanted to be doing it in. And he ran it, I think he has a bit of a 10 year itch too, because I think he ran it for a decade, maybe more, maybe 15 years, I've lost track. Um, And then he didn't want to do it anymore. And he reinvented his career to do something else. So he did it for as long as he wanted to do it. When it wasn't fun anymore, and he didn't want it anymore, he made the shift. And he modeled for me how to do that, how to not be scared of it, how to reinvent yourself a couple of times in life. Because I think ultimately, when something feels chronically heavy, like, yes, you can shape it, shift it, move it it, may accommodate it a little bit, but ultimately, if it's really not working for you and it's really not serving you, you are going to be you're going to have to make a change. And the best way to do it is to get in the driver's seat and get ahead of it. Otherwise, you're going to do what's happened to me in my life and in my business where you're reacting and pivoting and changing because of burnout. Because you got to the point where it was simply not even serving you anymore, but it also stopped becoming possible for you. And that's the last place we want you. We don't want you in that reactive place, in a crisis place with no energy because you're not going to make the best decisions. You're not going to be capable of forward thinking. So if we can get you tuning in, setting yourself up for success so that you can have those really honest conversations with yourself, you can get yourself exactly where you need to be, closer to who you are and how you move through the world, and ultimately that's what's going to set you up for the best success. It gets to feel heavy. Sometimes it's going to suck, but we don't have to stay there. That's the big takeaway for today. So that's that's where I want to leave you. If you've gotten value from this, if you're enjoying the conversations we're having on this show, please do take some time to share it with a friend, to get the word out, to let people know that Business Mindset Mastery is the show that's changing the game for your business. I really would love that. And please do take the time to leave a review. Thank you so much for today. I look forward to talking to you next time. Bye for now.